to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Merry Christmas and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Merry Christmas, folks. Merry Christmas, everyone. We hope you're having a lovely Christmas. Um, maybe you're listening to Christmas Day, maybe uh, on Christmas Day, maybe you're listening on Boxing Day. But whenever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. And yes, we hope you're having a lovely Christmas. It's a really nice time of the year, this, Dad. Um, oh, yeah. It, it gets quieter, like on the business front. And it sort of starts to wind down as people are making their own plans and doing their own things, which gives me a little more time to to focus on those things too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And well, I've I've given myself a couple of days off as well, Steve. Have you? Mm. How lovely! How nice! Isn't it? It's nice. It's sort of it's permission, isn't it? It gives you permission this time of year when That's you have right. your own business. It's very easy to work all hours, and rest assured, we do. <laughs> um, because it's your own business but around this time you do feel like you have permission to take a little bit of a break and to Mm. chill out and that's what we've well clearly what you're doing and what I'm doing too and it's just a really nice downtime and there's something about you know all the Christmas things on TV and all the posts on Facebook and if you're lucky enough to to go and see any uh, go to any shops um, and see any decorations out and about it's just that magic of Christmas. Um, mm. It's a really special time and uh, I hope everyone is in high spirits and is uh, able to enjoy the holidays as best they can. Um, but it's, yeah, it's a really nice time. And um, I just thought this podcast would be nice to perhaps reflect on the Christmas time and especially with you and your artwork, Dad, um, mm. about you know what what christmas is is like for you as an artist and has been for you as an artist over the years because um you've always been around at christmas and with the gallery you've always closed the gallery at christmas um what what was christmas like for you when you were uh, an artist like when you were doing the gallery and everything like that what was your rem- memories of christmas time Back in those well, days. Yeah, the first memories really is we, we opened here uh, in the August of 1982. So the first Christmas that we had here with 1982 was, was absolutely pandemonium. It really was as far as business was concerned because I, I'd taken on the prints, if you remember. I, uh, people may – new people wouldn't know, but old, older podcast listeners would know that we I, – I did – pen and ink prints used to draw them in pen and ink and then i printed them all off run them all off and then i colored them in watercolor so they were kind of like um originals sort of but they were still prints and there were hundreds of them in the end hundreds and hundreds of them but that first christmas was quite panicky i mean we had um, lots of things happen with the, with, with the place that we bought here as a freehold was in a pretty poor state to start with and um, we had to put up with uh, um, all the uh, um, uh, central heating and all the other things that had to go on in those few months running up to that Christmas so all of that was piled on and um, it was and I was working right up till late Christmas Eve trying to get these pictures done because we had uh, a backlog of people wanting them 
Wow. You know, so I, 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 kept, I was painting furiously right up to the last minute in Christmas Eve. And that was that was my first memory of Christmas. But, of course, then we had um, – you weren't around and your sister, Vicky, wasn't around. So it was only the first term, two children. They were – um, getting on a bit, they weren't. Um, Becky was a bit uh, younger. She was what? She was about nine, I think nine, something like that. And um, Justin was a bit older than that. But it was still, they were still children, and they still enjoyed Christmas. So we still had a nice Christmas, and uh, we enjoyed it. And I certainly appreciated the couple of days off that I had. I bet you did. But I the gallery was open normal hours, you know. Uh, Five and a half day week, so. Wow. Oh, so you were open Saturday, half day, were you? No, no, no. We had then back in 1982. It was still a kind of Wednesday was a, a the um, in our area anyway. Wednesday was the the day that you'd have a half day. Oh, okay. So it was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, full days. Wednesday was a half day. So we had five and a half day weeks, and I was working solid. Um, all of those days which was nice because because i was painting uh, in the gallery people used to come in and walk around and, and i was painting time flew by you know i wasn't just you know sitting on the backside waiting for people to come in it wasn't like that at all mm. and i don't honestly think it ever was like that no it wasn't I, i'd always been doing something painting or drawing uh, to keep pace with the uh, demands hmm. so back then were you doing um you were doing watercolor only and pen mm. and ink as you said you mentioned as well so did you, right. did you do any christmasy scenes like any snowy scenes or anything like that back then did you do anything mm. for christmas yes, i did i did I, I used to do one of my my favorites from my point of view of doing it and uh, customers' point of views from buying them was snow scenes. I used to do a lot of snow scenes. Snow scenes and sunsets were the biggest sellers that I had. So, yes, I used to have snow scenes and I used to paint them in watercolour, not as a pen and ink, though. Didn't have any pen and ink uh, snow scenes, so people had to buy the originals. But uh, I did sell quite a few of them. So wow. that, that was a... But... Uh, I ha- in fact, I have to stretch my memory a little because that was 30, Eight. Oh, it's nearly 40 years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> well, 39 years ago, a long while ago. Um, so, but um, the still fresh in my mind was that uh, panic. Um, I enjoyed it, though. I, I don't want people to think that I was rushed up her feet because as I was painting the, certainly the prince, it was a piece of cake. Mm. I want to say that because I was, it wasn't wasn't difficult at all. I just had a watercolor palette there. I knew what I was doing. Let's slosh, 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 slosh. Well, you you do three hundred or four hundred, however many hundreds of them. You kind <laughs> yeah. of probably get quite quick at them. <laughs> you do. I was getting pretty 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 slick at them, you know, and um, that's basically all I was doing. Uh, and, and then interspersed with my original watercolor work, which I was also doing. Uh, and then, of course, the other thing is on the other side of it, I was selling uh, prints, uh, antiquarian prints, and framing. Framing was very busy as well. People um, brought stuff in for framing, so I had all of that. And it was only me, wow. me on my own. Wow. That's but it amazing. Was great, great fun. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I mean, 
if that's <laughs> I can see why you weren't too bothered by it. You were enjoying it because I mean, you set up a business in August and you're overrun by December. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not a bad thing at all. Not a bad position to be yeah. in at all. Um, at that point, after just a few months, to be that busy, I was very grateful. Really grateful. I, I can't express how most people especially where we were, because we're in the secondary trading area, as you know. We're not on the main high street. So people wouldn't be flocking around us. They'd have to pass us by or know about us. I mean, we had we had some big windows um, at that time. It, it, since, since then, we changed them. But we had big windows, so I could put a lot of um, items in the window, mm. which was useful, so people couldn't miss it as, as they pa- drove past or walk past but it was a secondary trading area so considering that and the fact that uh, we almost from the word go we were busy Mm. or i was busy mum was busy well as well with her children children, so so anyway it was good good fun that was first christmas and all christmases from then onwards um changed somewhat uh, as time went on because uh I'd started classes, and then we had the Christmas, um, we, we, Chris, just before Christmas, when I finished the classes, we all had a, uh, wish everybody Merry Christmas, it, and people were doing their own work, and a lot of them were doing work for other people. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. As commissions. Mm. Yeah, I can imagine that was a good opportunity for your class students oh, to... Uh, to work Absolutely. on to work on pictures and get your input as well and help with their pictures that were gifts probably mm. well it's more of much much the same as it is with our members you know they've got uh, they're very busy at christmas and and my class words when i started the classes from the beginning it was a little bit slow but after i should think probably mid 80s um onwards from then onwards, yes, the classes were very busy. Oh, I've got this to do for my mum, or I've got this to do for my sister, or I've got this friend of mine that wants this job done, can you help me? I wouldn't do it for them. They'd do it, but I would be on hand to put a little tweaks on, and then and then I'd frame it for them. Oh, how nice. How nice. Yeah, um, they used to get decent decent um, discounts from me. Was it uh, was it mostly animals that they were doing? Did you oh, yeah. did you have a lot of people do portraits as well? No, yeah, we did. Yeah, quite a few portraits. Yeah, all sorts, Steve. And I wouldn't say there were some people you know used to come and say, I, "My dad wants this uh, uh, picture of a of his car, or I mean, or a boat, or something." You know, can you help me do it? And I used to. That's how I really. That's I, I did say a couple of weeks ago that this helped me an awful lot because I was doing so many different kinds of pictures, not pictures that I would do personally myself, but uh, because they wanted uh, weird and wonderful things done, I would do them, mm. and some Christmas scenes as well, snow scenes and other things I wanted to do. Mm. Yeah, it would throw. I imagine it would throw a lot of challenges your way. Uh, of having to, but I, I enjoyed it uh, because it was it was a good exercise for me and challenging for me to do that. Mm. But they had a lot of confidence because if they got got of course they used to work at home as well and not just on on the pictures during the the uh, classes. 
they'd take them home and work on them and then they'd come back with a few little problems. Oh, I came across this problem. How do I get that? And, uh, and I'd sort that out for them. Mm. Very handy, as you imagine, uh, to, for them. Mm. How nice, how nice. I think it's nice to look back at what you, uh, the various stages of Christmases and this period of, uh, of the year and uh, and how you experience that as an artist and having your own gallery and then as a teacher and things like that. It just seems really, really uh, interesting to think about that at this point. Um, but you, you were, of course, at, with the gallery, you were selling other people's work as well. Mm, yes, we were. So did- not, not many, I've got to say. We, we, we never really... In the whole time that I was doing it, I wouldn't have thought I'd sold more than a couple of a couple of dozen pictures for people. I had them on sale. I, I don't know really why that was. I think that because we were doing local artists' work, uh, you know, the as we we've, we've mentioned before, local artists would do their work and they'd hang it on the wall. And if it was an animal, the chances are it would sell. If it was a picture locally, chances are it would sell. If it's an obscure landscape or an obscure, you know, whatever, not really people's, it, it, it would stick. And I had quite a few pictures, even though some of it was good work. It wasn't the kind of work that, and I think that helped me too, Steve, when I think about it, because I, I focused in on the things then that attracted people. People were attracted to things. Mm-hmm. And then I, and that that taught me quite a lot. Thought, well, you could see what you know, was popular. It, that's right. I I painted for the people rather than for myself. Mm. I still do to a certain extent. Uh, now every picture I do, I mean, we've got a slightly different uh, take on it now because it, from the experience point of view. Not everybody would want uh, some of the landscapes I, I would do. It probably wouldn't be sellable as an open general market, yeah. but they're very useful for people to teach themselves how to uh, partic- do particular um, effects. Mm. So there, there's a slight difference now. And did you get, um, when you were, doing pictures in the early stages for people would you get a flurry of commissions or people wanting you to do pictures at christmas did you ever get to that point yeah mainly in the animal side yeah i did but i was very restrictive on that i i only only took on because i was busy on other things i mean i was when i had the gallery i was very busy anyway you know with all the framing and all the other things that i used to have to do I, I, I just couldn't just sit down for three or four days and do a commission. It just wouldn't be possible. Yeah. But I did do I did do them. Yes, I did do um, uh, commissions for people. Um, but I restricted it. Yeah. Mainly for other reasons. One that I never really enjoyed uh, doing commissions. Uh, I must be honest. It wasn't really my thing. I'd rather do my own work and, and produce prints or pictures that I knew would be uh, sellable. Mm. So I had a slightly different take on it than, than perhaps the artist today would have. Mm. That's why I've never really said, called myself an artist. I'm a supplier of uh, <laughs> people 
what people want. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's many people out there that would say you are an artist, but I know, I know, I know. Other people can call me that; they can call me what they like. Uh, but I, I've never put myself in that box, so to speak. Um, and people know that if they know me, they, uh, they've heard me talk about this before. They know that I don't hold a lot of store with that kind of attitude egotistical attitude that a lot of artists have and uh, that that's the one thing that i don't like so i swore that i'd never get entrapped into that box but in the early days you were you were certainly in in my eyes not just an artist because <laughs> you had so many other things that you were doing mm, at the same time that's right um, and i suppose is that a way of surviving in this world with a business like that um, it's kind of yeah. your way of thinking if I diversify yeah. all of my skills or diversify in skills and have lots of different things that I can offer, then mm. you're more likely to survive as a business. I think that the key to it really, from this is from my point of view, I was a businessman before I was an artist. I was in business. I had my own businesses, not related to art at all. And uh, I was trained as a salesman anyway. That was my uh, vocation right from the beginning. So I had all of that. So I came into uh, art as a commodity. It was something I had to sell. You see what I mean? This is, that's, that's different to if you think, think of your average artist who would come along and um, he would present his work and he would be that would be where his focus would be. And when he either didn't sell it or he couldn't get the right price or people didn't want it and rejected it, that's when all the, the bad things happen to people. Now, that never happened to me because I never came from that direction. I came from, when, how? Now, I've got this product here, this art product. How am I going to sell it? Mm. Completely different. And I think if if I was giving advice to artists, I, I would give them advice from that point of view rather than the other side. Mm -hmm. If you do what you want and you you don't listen to people, you just carry on regardless, then you're going to be very lucky if you actually succeed in it. However, if you go in with an idea that I'm going to enjoy what I do, but I, I must listen to what the public want, and if they go down that road chances are they'll succeed. Mm. Well, you were guided very much with your career um, off of the feedback that you got and off of people's suggestions and recommendations. You know, you wouldn't have been teaching if uh, uh, pastel pencils if people didn't ask that of you. So you recognised right. that need and you said, okay, I'll, I'll do that. Um, so, But again, again, it was a commodity, Steve. You know, it was something I could see as a, a possible means of um, making some money because mm. that's the, one of the big priorities of life you've got to find something that makes you money you've got to find something that you enjoy doing as well if you can do that and make the money at the same time uh, as long as you're reasonable and fair-minded uh, as i was when i first started i didn't charge a lot for people used to say is that all you charge for your lessons yes but i filled my glasses up now, if I was to double my price, I probably wouldn't fill the classes up. If I didn't do that, I wouldn't get the people. They'd start dropping off, and then I'd start scratching my head. How am I, how am I going to survive? 
But you've always got it. And, and the other biggest problem I think that an artist's got, an artist has, is to price their own work up because they never think. All they can see when they look at their finished work is all the faults, all the things they didn't quite get right. That's what they look at. Now, the, the public don't see that. But you do. So therefore, you look at your work and think, oh, I can't ask a lot for this. You know, I know that it's got that and got that and got that wrong with it. And I used to say to them, um, because it, my class used to keep asking me that question. One of the biggest questions, number one question, really, how much can I charge for it? I used to say, show people your work and say, what do you think? And if they say, oh, that's really good. Gosh, that is lovely. Agree with them. Mm. Don't don't pull it down. Don't knock it. If they agree and they think it's really nice, say, well, well, I thought I'd charge you £100 for this. Oh, that's very reasonable. See what I mean? You've got, you come from a different, but but you'll always see your, your own faults. Yeah. Even today, uh, I look back on a picture that I've done. Uh, I don't look at it as faults. I think, hmm, I'm going to, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to do that better next time. You know, I, I think I could tw tweak that a bit next time. I don't do it on that picture, but I, I carry it on to the next one. Mm. And that's how I've always done that. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way of, that's a good way of looking at it. Well, there's pictures that you've said to me, like, oh, I've not been 100%. It's, you know, it's okay, but I've not been 100%. And you showed it to me. Or you've not said that to me, and you showed it to me, and... and I've said like how amazing it is and my partner has said that's amazing and other people have said that's amazing and you go oh okay maybe I wasn't maybe I was being a bit too hard on myself or and but there's sometimes where you haven't told me that and you said you know Steve I was a bit unsure about that picture but then everyone else has said and I don't yeah I I've just that's changed right. changed my mind there's sometimes where you've said that ahead of it and I've gone you're nuts <laughs> you're I think I it's, think every it's great Every so often that does happen, even still now. Uh, I get that now. And uh, I look at it and think, mm, it didn't come out quite as I would have liked it. Yeah. But I assure you, every time I say that to myself, I know that the next picture is, is going to have um, a tweak on it mm. if I come across the same thing again. But, yes, you're right. I mean, we have quite good conversations, really, about uh, especially the artwork that we do and present. But I'm always presenting them. All the pictures I've done, I've done it because I think the people would want to actually do them or, or take something away from them. Yeah. Uh, so, it's, it, so it's not going out. I mean, the, the only one that does, did recently is the portrait of, of Fionn. That went out, and it was, it was deliberately went out as a, uh, what wasn't a commission because it was a it's a birthday present but that one had to be right for me yeah and it, and it was and it, it came out very well and and then other people you picked up when you saw it i love that background now that background was one of the simplest ones i've ever done mm. in fact when people do see that as they will eventually they'll see me say i've got this pack I, i've got about five did i start i, I think i'll stop Started with started with the base color, you know. Your it was the um, two thirty uh, bluey gray. I I usually start with that because I need I need a base, and then I put my soft pastels down. But I had a whole bunch of soft pastels out. They had the whole tin. I showed the whole tin, 
and there must have been 60 or so pastels there. And I picked four, I think four. I said, I'll start with these, I said. And I started with them. I went round. Within um, a few minutes of actually doing the background, I don't think I need anything else. I think I've, I think this is it. Mm. I didn't. I didn't. I expected to add more and more, probably half a dozen or more, uh, onto them. I think I added another three, but and that's how it finished up because it looked good. So it just shows you you can have this in your mind that you're going to do something and you're going to. I've got to make this a bit special. I'm going to use this and I'm going to use these colours. I'm going to bring the darker colours in and so on and so on, which I've done before. But when I use the first few pastels that set it and i was pleased with it and then when you saw it you said i love that background see what i mean so you've, you've got to have it, a lot of confidence going into that background because it, it's it sounds to me the way you just described it you were so confident going in that you just picked the colors and you went this one this one this one and put them straight on the paper and it mm. came out great now i, mm. I can imagine that when you've done a when beautiful picture that can be quite terrifying yeah, absolutely, it is. It would be yes, but 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 when you you think, I mean, it, I I picked colours that were complementary to the picture. That's what I did. Mm. Pink, uh, grey, all the colours that I've already used in the picture, and I knew those colours. Blue. Now that was the one thing I added because she's got a blue eye, a blue eye, bluey grey eye. She's got so. I, I had to put blue in, and that's the, that's the one I added. I didn't start with it because it would have been too strong, but I added it because it was, a, again, so the, it's not as hard. It's not as hard. Well, it isn't for me anyway. Not as hard as you think it is, but it's scary. Yes, it is. It is because you've done a lovely picture. We know that from experience because people have said to you and me, um, and very recently, we, we um, you, you showed us some beautiful pictures that uh, uh, Mims, your, your girlfriend, had done. Not, not she hadn't done them, but her friend had, and they were beautiful. But they were lacking, and what were they were lacking? Then the backgrounds on, yeah. because it's scary. You do a lovely picture like those that we saw, but no backgrounds, and to me, although I I appreciate her skill level, which was very very good and she's she's already doing very well they they really were more illustrations as opposed to a painting a painting in my view has to contain the whole thing it has to be complete mm. and the background is so important mm. yeah that's interesting that's interesting okay cool all right well I think that's been really insightful. I hope people have enjoyed that little walk down memory lane and those tips that you've uh, mm -hmm. offered there. Um, yeah, I love that. And if people want to see the picture that you did of Fionn, that can be found, I think, on last week's episode on our blog. If you go to our blog, you'll see the portrait there and you can see what Dad's talking about with the background. And, uh, and yeah. We, we will eventually be re releasing that, not as a class, but as a, a video demonstration. People can see the techniques, but as it's your granddaughter, we're not making it uh, a line drawing and making pencil numbers. People, you know, people don't want to be drawing <laughs> my niece no, and your granddaughter. No, I wouldn't want them to do that. It, 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 the whole idea is I want them to do their own, though. Yeah. 
oh, yeah. encouraged to do their own portraits of their grandchildren and children, um, or even their, their adults as well. It's the, it's the techniques that were important. That's why we, we did what we did, mm. um, because it, it's important to see how we approach it. And I should be doing a lot more. We've got a lot of plans for the, the uh, new year um, coming up. More of everything. Mm. I've got more watercolours, more coloured pencil pictures which are people are asking for funny enough people are asking for animals and that's the thing i wasn't really keen on doing so looks as i've got to get my finger out now and do a few animals <laughs> which i don't mind doing but uh I th- because i think they're so popular and they would be popular so i've got to get my finger out and do a few animal uh colored pencil pictures yeah well, we have um, got more a, everything. We've got a lot planned. Yeah, as you said, we've got a lot planned. So stay tuned for lots of varied projects coming in 2021. Uh, but we'll be back with uh, a, another podcast next week. Uh, what will that take us to? That'll take us to New Year's. Oh my goodness! Next Friday is New Year's Day. So I is suppose really? we gracious. should wish everyone as well a happy New Year because. Uh, uh, it will be the new year. We'll wish him happy new year next week as well. But um, but yes, we will see you all in 2021 with lots of exciting projects and uh, pictures for you to get stuck into. Um, mm. But for now, Merry Christmas. And, and Merry Christmas from me as well. And uh, uh, we're, we're, we're all going to have one, so you have one too. Lovely, lovely. So that's it from us for, for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy your week. week. Or enjoy your Christmas, should be, Steve. Yes, it probably, yeah. Okay, do it again. Ready? Do it again. Enjoy Enjoy your your Christmas. Christmas.